Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of All Things Mysterious, where we primarily focus on mysteries, true crime, supernatural, and more. But we also seem to enjoy making enemies, like people named Chester, the state of Florida, all police in the state of Oklahoma, probably most of Russia, and after a recent episode, who knows what else, both government and supernatural. <laughs> As always, I'm Jordan. And I'm Matt. And today, I'm sure we'll find even more people to piss off. It's what we do. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I know that you are. It's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> to be fair, everyone's full agreement on Chester, so. I mean, that that is fair. It's our thing now. I wasn't in agreement to begin with, but it's I've, I've just adopted it now. I'm, I can't go against it anymore. We totally need t-shirts. I don't like it, but it, it is what it is. It's our thing now, and I've gone against it for so long, but fine. <laughs> fine. It, it is what it is. Fine. Fuck Chester. Okay. It only took like 16 episodes for her to finally be on board. I just know... There's going to be somebody out there named Chester that's actually a decent human being that we're just really going to screw up. You know, what's funny is um, on the YouTube videos, there's like at least every every video where I say fuck Chester, there's at least one dislike. Probably Chester. That's there's exactly what be- I was thinking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking is that it's just every single one because it's every video that I say fuck Chester in. There's at least, actually, there's only one dislike on all of them, and that's those videos. Yep, it's that one person named Chester, and they're just real upset. They would tell me who it was just so I could find out if it was a Chester. It probably is. I bet it is. Probably is. (laughs) That or somebody who works for the Department of Oklahoma or something along those lines. I mean, could be anybody at this point could be it's probably a chester though and we've probably just royally pissed them off but it's fine it is what it is they're gonna be even more upset when we start having fuck chester merch you know what buddy you just you buy that merch and you wear it proud okay you're gonna wear it too i i'm sure that i will i will you know what i will just for you for sure we're gonna go into work and they're not gonna be too happy (laughs) We're not wearing that to work. <laughs> I'm not wearing that to work. We will get sued out. We're going to get pulled into HR. I'm going to have every single driver wear it into the office, like on a Wednesday meeting. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Oh, that'd be so much fun, though. Oh, well, anyways. I forgot what we're doing now. I know. I got you distracted. So anyway... Today, as I'm sure you saw in the title, I have a secret naval experiment that supposedly broke the barriers of science. And if it happened, it broke more than that. It took human lives. I bring you the Philadelphia experiment. Makes me hungry for Philadelphia cream cheese. I'm just hungry now. Every time I say Philadelphia, no, I think cream cheese or cheesesteak. steak. 
I like the cinnamon, cinnamon raisin bagels. At least at the moment. I think I've ever had one. I'm so picky, I don't like everything. <laughs> I'm I'm not the pickiest person. Give me an everything bagel and just that. Yeah, a really Yeah, already to go on the side rant. They used to sell chocolate cream cheese. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Like strawberry cream, mm -hmm. all the different flavors. Yeah. Now they don't sell it anymore. At Are least they the really? chocolate not the chocolate one. I know they used to sell strawberry. I think they still do. They still sell some flavors, but the chocolate one is the best. When I was in college, I always got strawberry. Like it's really good having um, some of the chocolate cream cheese and the Nutella on a bagel. Probably was. Absolutely. Probably super bad for you, but it was really good. Oh, absolutely. It was 110%. What were we talking about? <laughs> All right. So back to the story. Now that Matthew got us completely distracted again. It's going to be a really fun episode today, guys. Oh. I, I said it last time. You guys will start to see where my mind goes during these recordings. <laughs> All right. The Philadelphia Experiment. So it was 1943 at the height of World War II. At this point, we were pulling out any and all fancy gadgets that we could in order to secure a win. The USS Eldridge was a ship that was unfortunately used for a test on one of these gadgets, but it did not go so well for the crew on board. On October 28th, the ship was in Philadelphia Naval Shipyard, ready for testing. People say the ship glowed a creep blue-green color as the generator started up, and then the entire ship disappeared in front of their eyes. And then, other witnesses reported seeing it appear from thin air at the Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Norfolk, Virginia. Way far away, keep in mind, Philadelphia and Virginia, before disappearing again, only to reappear back in Philadelphia. So originally, like you're first thinking about that, you're like, oh, that's awesome. They have figured out a way not only to teleport ships and people, but they figured out invisibility, which is, you know, I'm sure exactly what they were going for. Well, not exactly. So you know how like, when you, I don't know if some of our international um, listeners get to see these lovely ads but here in the u.s um we have ads for medicaid and you know how like some of those ads are like hey you have a stomach ache here take this medicine look though all these side effects may include blindness diarrhea loss of limb and death i don't think it's that extreme but yeah you know what I mean, though. <laughs> like, all the side effects are, like, so much worse than the actual condition trying to treat. <laughs> I had to take a medicine one time for migraines. Yeah. And one of the side effects was that you could just slip into a coma. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like. And I, I took this when I was a kid, by the way. I had no idea. I didn't know until I was, like, 20. Doctors, like... Exactly. Like, how long have you been on this? Like, I was like eight years old. Like, 
they don't recommend taking this for you know a long time <laughs> I'm like why because it could put you in a it, you could end up in a coma yep I'm like someone messed that mother <laughs> exactly so that's kind of what happened here because the risks and the benefits didn't exactly go together because when the ship showed back up some of the crew were reportedly fused to the ship like as a solid entity fused and embedded in the ship in a situation like this you have to do a cost benefit amount correct so on one hand you got teleportation on the other hand you lose a few sailors thinking if I was one of the whole like that's not what I would be. yes cool transport you know I teleported but at the same time I might end up being cut in half and ship in one of the steel beams eh we take risk all day all not the that kind of risk I'm not I would not be part of that. Like, no, no thanks. How many people died? There's not actually that. Because some were lucky enough not to be to the ship, but they were said to have suffered from third degree burns, nausea, insanity. Or some just appeared more or less okay a few decks below from where they were initially. Everything. So essentially, it's just like if they worked with you for a day. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Some of you have listened to the podcast. You know how my brain works. Imagine just working with me all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I have to say to the other people that we work with all the time. I am so sorry. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but people still like me somehow. I don't really. But anyway, the fun fact about this is the military bears up and down that it never happened. I mean, on one hand, the military could be accurate and, you know, this could be a tall tale. On the other hand, the military is not exactly known for being honest. Exactly. So, the military has very in-depth record of where the USS Eldridge was through all of this. Supposedly, it was never even at Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. It was in New Adding to that, they have um, no record of it being um, in what was called Project Rainbow, which is what the ship was supposed to be a part of, Project Rainbow, which was a real thing, but it had nothing to do supposedly with it. Project Rainbow was, in fact... Um, an invisibility experiment, but it wasn't an invisibility experiment in the way that we are looking. It was an invisibility experiment to go invisible on the right. So... Does anyone else find irony in, you know, a Navy experiment being called Project Rainbow? Absolutely. Especially in the, the fort. But, you know... They were supposedly using Einstein's theory of relativity in connection with something called unified theory, field theory electromagnet. 
I'm not even going to pretend to understand all that works. Explain it to me. No, I'm listen. <laughs> we've you've heard in past episodes how my brain tries to wrap around all of that, and I did not even try because the last couple times that I've even looked into all that, my brain went into a spiral, and we're not. We're, I I knew better this time, even. <laughs> Last time she literally spent two days trying to learn a scientific theory. I did. I spent two days going into a rabbit hole and my brain felt like it was going to explode. Okay. I felt like I was going <laughs> to explode because I had to hear about it the whole time. I did. I was like, okay, so. Two days for a minute explanation. And it wasn't even a good explanation at all. <laughs> it sounded just like a crazy science rambling and I'm sure it was just... <laughs> it was literally less than 60 seconds. And the worst part is I don't remember any of it because my brain just was like, you know what? That was irrelevant. It's gone now. <laughs> I was going to mess with the mess with you and cut it, but it was so small. I barely would show up on the timeline. I know. <laughs> I know. It's fine. It's fine. But anyway, like I said, on the other hand, we also know the government, the military, like to keep everything top secret. They don't tell us things, especially if it super failed or if it was actually successful. They're like, we're just not gonna tell anybody about that. You ever just get the feeling that like, the people who are supposed to lie for the military are just like toddlers who are trying to get out of trouble? Oh, just come their excuses. Like in this case, it's like, that wasn't us. We didn't do it. We weren't even there. Exactly. Well, and like when I looked at where the ship actually was, it was in New York for like a month. They're like, no, no, no. It was it was in New York just sitting there for like a month. It was definitely not in Philadelphia. No, it was it was sitting in New York. We have a record of it. It was in New York, though. It wasn't an alien. It was a weather balloon. Correct. That kind of thing. Like, no, no, it was in New York. <laughs> we have a record of it. Somebody wrote down that it was there, so it was definitely there. You, you think, I mean, if they're going to use lying as, you know, a everyday thing, right? They probably, you know, picked the best liars, obviously politicians. Oh, 110. But why are they so stupid at it? Like, oh, you would think that if they were going to do this, they would come up with a better lie about it, yeah. come up with better records at the very least, like at least on the same day, have somebody be like, no, on this exact day, we have record of it being <laughs> at this specific spot. And why, you know, why would you say it's, you know, in New York, New York and Philadelphia are pretty close. Yeah, they're not that far. I, you know, if it was me, I'd been like, no, it, it was in San Diego right like look here's pictures of it you know pulling in a port exactly they're like no we have a record of it now granted i looked through all the records and it was docked in new york for that whole time and then it went over here and then it over here and then it went over here and they do have fairly extensive records of where it was and all that fun stuff but all of that can be faked it's oh, yeah. super easy to fake i mean in 1943 it's not like anything had computer backups Exactly. They, they probably had control of all the copies of everything. Exactly. It was all just paper records back then. The good old days. Oh, right. So nice. 
But here's where things get a little bit weird, because no one spoke of any of this until the 1950s. Because, you know, top secret craziness. I mean, there was a world war going on, too. There was. There were other things that they had to worry about, to be fair. There was a war going on and stuff, you know. Yeah, just a little war. Yeah, just a world war. No big stuff. deal. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. But anyway, a man by the name of Carl Meredith Allen was on a mission to expose it. So, a man named Morris K. Jessup wrote a book called The Case for the UFO, and Carl Meredith Allen began writing hundreds of letters to this author, and he was like, you need to stop writing about this. It's going to get way too close to the truth. But he used a different name. He used um, the name Carlos Allende, spelled A-L-L-E-N-D, Allende, but I'm trying to pronounce it, Allende. Um, he told the author, um, Morris K. Jessup, of the experiment and claimed to have witnessed it himself. And he told him of the horrors of the aftermath. Now, I don't know if he stopped researching. There's no record of that. But in 1955, the Office of Naval Research received a package that included that same book. And in it, um, it was written in by three different people. Just scribbles all over by three different people. Um, heavily alluding to the Philadelphia experiment. And all of this was just like, you're getting way too close to the truth. You have to stop. So in 1957, the Naval Research Office had Jessup himself come up there and look at the book. And he confirmed that the handwriting of one of those people matched the letters that he had been sent, which he believed to be Carlos Allende. The other two, we don't know. We don't know who they were. But um, supposedly, when they figured out who it was, and I don't know how this exactly happened because, Jesus Christ, figuring all of this out has been like a nightmare. There's 8,000 different articles about how this all went down. But eventually, they tracked down Carl Allen, <clears throat> and he told naval officers that the entire point behind all of this was to scare the hell out of Jessup and stop his research because he was getting too close to the truth. Oh my God. I don't even know where to begin with that. Correct. Because it's, yes, all just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so who was this guy that was trying to scare him? I mean, what was his role in this? He was an officer. He wasn't an officer. He was um, a naval soldier. So, who had witnessed. So see that that kind of puts the military in a bad position. It does. He had witnessed it himself. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, aside from that, is the fact that whether he was doing it this all on his own, or if he was being told by a superior to do it. Uh, either way, it has that appeal yeah, that it's... It was a little bit of a whistleblower, but he had seen all of it. He was like, you need to stop. You're getting too close to the... He had seen 
all of the horror he had seen the bodies mangled into the ship. And I mean, just, I, I can imagine it in my head. I mean, like, can you imagine being... That's just... Horrible. Uh, uh. I mean, and... See, ultimately what this guy did was if he was actually there, he basically legitimized this whole thing. Correct. If he was there. Um, it's all going down this one person on whether he is telling See, and that, that's one thing that I don't like. Now you gotta kind of put your faith in one person. Do, but at the same time, in my opinion, why would he? I mean, people lie for all kinds of reasons. Yes, fame, fortune, whatever. But at the same time, he's trying to keep them from doing it again. And I can see his reasoning behind that. Because if it was true, and he did see all of that disgustingness, I would want to stop it too. It did not work. I mean, it worked, but it didn't succeed in the way that, you know, everybody got out alive and it was fine. It's going to hurt people. In science, sometimes you have to crack a few eggs. Uh, that's not the way that I would want to continue doing it. And we have no idea if they did or if they didn't, because obviously he wasn't there for any kid. What's that? That brings up the question is why it was. Well, I would assume that they dip or he was there. If there was more, more witnesses, you know, it, I'd have a better time believing them, but just one soldier who, you know, in turn was trying to stop people from looking into it, which that, that's the part that I don't understand. If he wanted to get the story out and let, you know, let people know what's going on, why would he try to stop them from finding the truth? I don't necessarily think it was them finding, I think it was them figuring out how to come because it was, his book was on um, UFOs and their technology. Um, and I should have explained that better. That's my bad. And their propulsion theory, right? So his book was on their technology and unified field theory, Einstein, and all of that science that went way beyond my head, right? Like way, 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 way beyond my knowledge. My science in school was like a B at best, at best. That was like high school level. Um, yeah, so we're not, we're not even trying. These people are like miles highly. But. So just so I'm on the same page. <laughs> Okay. I'm a little confused. Yes. I am also confused, but this, this case is very difficult for me to understand, but it took me a while. So this, the soldier who supposedly saw the Navy guy. Wants the experiment to be out there and under, like. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He but, just wants them to stop but researching how to do Wasn't he the one sent, sending letters to the writer or. 
telling him to stop because he's getting too close to the truth. On how to make invisibility a Well, but I mean... It... Not exposing the Philadelphia... But I mean, it's kind of... Exposing the Philadelphia experiment was not necessarily an accident, but something that happened in the midst of all of it. It was the Philadelphia experiment as a, here's what happens if you kind of thing. See, and this is like, this is my whole problem with like stuff. Because this guy just seems like he went about this the weirdest way possible. I have to agree with you because it was not like he just decided to be like, I'm just going to tell my story to the world. No, he was like, oh no, this guy's starting to learn how to do technology. I'm going to write him letters. Like, I don't know. It's odd. But granted, it was also, you know, 1950. Why was a reporter trying to figure out invisibility? That's the other thing I'm confused about. Wasn't a writer. Just not. Else. All right. Uh, See, that makes it even worse. I thought he was a reporter. No. Why are you just sending fan mail to a random author? Read the book. Like, no. I am like. No, no. This is like I. Honestly, I kind of believed it because I knew about this beforehand, and I believed it. And you made me not believe it anymore. <laughs> so, okay. Start from the beginning. Philadelphia Experiment supposedly happened. Okay. 1950-ish, somewhere around that vicinity. Jessup wrote this book about UFO technology, how invisibility propulsion systems might be able to make that happen. This dude, Carlos Allen, Carl Allen, whatever name he decided to go by because he used two of them. After witnessing the Philadelphia experiment, wrote him letters and was like, uh, no, if you start to use that technology, bad things could happen, like the Philadelphia experiment, because I saw the Philadelphia experiment happen and a bunch of people freaking died because they got fused to the ship and then some of them got third degree burns and a lot of other people were nauseous and went insane. So when he didn't stop his research, are we sure he didn't? He's not one of the ones that went insane. Very well, could have been. I'm just saying he wasn't on the ship, though. He was just a witness. See, now I trust him even less. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a possibility. I'm not saying that he's <laughs> he's a solid witness, but he's the only witness that we ever have had come forward so we have to unfortunately rely on that which also makes this really questionable well, what, what about the witnesses that supposedly saw the ship in Norfolk that's the other thing we don't have other people he claims there were other people but at the same time we don't have anybody else that has come up and stepped forward because top secret military experiment I mean, that may be work, work if they were all military. Obviously not, though, because, I mean, being with, like, Area 51. Look how many people, you know, that was all top secret. And look how many people came out after the fact and said that it did happen. True. And we don't have any record 
necessarily of people dying. Like, we don't have record of soldiers or whatever they're called that died that day. Like, we don't, don't have a record of Now, yeah. granted, I'm sure all of that also could be completely because records can goofed up like it's super easy especially back then but, i guarantee you you could find a workaround the only way that i think that would be possible is if if one if every soldier was um you know the soldiers that died were didn't have families because i don't think you could make it any other way Yeah, I mean, unless they just didn't have families, I don't see any way that they could, you know, fake that. Um, now, I mean, they could theoretically, like, if the they were killed overseas, they could say, you know, like, say they, they were killed overseas when they were actually killed in Philadelphia. Um, but I don't really see a way that they could fake that if they had a family. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I think that depending on how many people actually killed, it would be find like there was an accident. I'll give it days, give it a few, you know, different timeline than just everybody dying that specific day. I mean, but you can only really alter it so much. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's where all of this kind of, I don't know. Part of me wants to believe it. And, you know, one thing I've noticed, you know, especially, especially since we started doing this podcast, doing a lot of research, um, there's a lot of stories that deal directly with the military. And the military, you'd be good at defending, you know, defending us. They are not, however, good at keeping secret. Um, I mean, and something like this. I mean, you're you're talking. You know, there's probably thousands of people who n knew about this, you know, incident, right? Right. Uh, there is no way possible to keep those thousand people from talking. That's kind of where I ended up at too because like how in the world did not a single other soul say anything about it i mean you would tell your family you would tell you know some people maybe on their deathbed would you know say something there is no way something like this would happen and you know nobody would ever come forward except for this one person well exactly everybody else every single other person in the story is there's not a record of them. I mean, the only person that we can truly track down is Carl Meredith Allen. And he, we know that he is a real person um, and we could track him down. And we do know that Project Rainbow was technically a real thing. And it did actually have to do with invisibility technically, but it was just invisibility when it comes to radar invisibility. It wasn't actual invisibility. It was just making yourself invisible on the enemy's radar. It wasn't, you know, making yourself completely invisible. It was just going undetected on radar. I recall, and if I'm right, uh, Project Rainbow was actually the start of the stealth bombers. 
something like that, yes. I did look a little into it, but then, listen, I was trying to read it, and it was all military jumbo, and it the crap out of me. And I tried to understand it, but it went kind of like science, and my brain couldn't quite get there, and I did the best that I could. And I listened, and I read other articles. More or less, it was just going on radar undetected, and I think that you're correct. Um, but yeah, that that's a little above. I mean, ultimately, I mean, it, it sounds like something that's possible, uh, especially when you, you know, add in the fact of, you know, possible alien tech that they've had for years. Just especially back in like 1943, I feel like that was so, so before it's time. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that supposedly came out from, you know, when the when they recovered the ships, you know, so much tech. Uh, by the way, the you know the stealth bomber is one of them. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, going undetected is one thing, but it's a completely different thing than just you know teleportation ability. Do I feel like something happened that day? Maybe not the Philadelphia experiment, but something probably happened. I just don't feel like it this magnet. I mean, I don't either, but yeah, if you ever look at a documentary about the softball, they're like super interesting. I believe that. Like, have you, have you ever seen a picture of one? No. They are. They're so cool. So, you know, why would they come up with a design like that when it's nothing like any other jet. And it's pretty I see so cool looking. Have you ever seen one of them land? Can't say that I have. Oh, it's just so you gotta watch it. It's because they can't obviously can't have the landing gear in the center like normal. Yeah, no, they can't. Not the way that they're pulled. So they have to have it on the side. So they basically kind of float in. What <laughs> of that? I think it's just the the front the nose gear it can't be on the front i don't remember anyways look at it on youtube or something point is is we we knew about the stealth bomber before it was actually because whistleblowers you know people who yeah. you know talked about it before you know area 51 roswell we you know people came forward saying that it happened military you know contractors uh in all those cases, in pretty much every case where the government's been involved and had, you know, their secrets shared, has been because somebody came forward. Not just one, multiple well, and you people. have to think about how many people are on a ship that size. Exactly. Because there's a ton of people on a ship that size. It's not just like 10 people. No, no. It is hundreds of oh, yeah. people on a ship that size. And you lose one of your buddies to something like that, you're not going to keep that quiet. No. I mean, you may be while you're in the military, but, you know, guarantee. Especially if you're going insane like these people. Yeah. Supposedly, if they're going insane, I mean, you're not going to keep quiet about it. You might, if they're going insane, you might think that they're losing it a little bit, but you're not going to be quiet about it. This is definitely one of those stories that when you take it just on, you know, the possibility and kind of the bare minimum of facts, uh, it definitely seems more plausible. Uh, but yeah, when you start getting deep into it like this, it just, it doesn't make sense. Like, 
why you know only one person comes forward. Well, and what blows my mind so much that there are and details enough to where there are dates, and that just blows my mind a little bit. Like there's there are dates to this story. It is passed down well enough that there are actual dates, mm -hmm. and it's an interesting story. For a conspiracy story. theory or whatever it is, you know. It is an interesting story. And there I think there has to be a certain amount of truth to it. I don't necessarily think that it's the entire truth. I don't think that the whole story is true. But I think some part of it is I don't know what part of it, but I think there is a part of it somewhere that is for some part of it have started and you know that's like that's the whole reason like i don't really particularly care for conspiracy theories um let's take for instance the moon landing was fake the amount of people that that would take to orchestrate something like that somebody would come forward but you know it's been what i'm not six, doing the math yeah like 60 you can do the years math or, but i'm not I've, doing the math <laughs> been a long time and nobody has come forward. You know, it, it just, it's like the, what's the saying? Uh, three people or two people can keep your secret if one's dead. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's just, there's no way that something like that's going to be, they're going to keep secret for a long time. Uh, and that's my problem with a lot of these conspiracy theories. Cause, and then, a lot of people will point out, well, you know, certain conspiracy theories that have been proven true. And my whole argument is, well, yeah, how did if, how did you guys find out that it's true? Because somebody came forward. Someone had to have come forward yeah. for somebody to figure it out. The fact that, you know, nobody's come forward about the moon landing or, you know, or even JFK's assassination or, you know, any of the other conspiracy theories that you want to talk about. Somebody's going to come forward. Uh, you can't, you can't orchestrate something like that without thousands. Of you have to. How it works, but like I said, I think that there has to be a tiny little inkling of truth in there somewhere for it to have started, like a rumor. Yeah. A lot of rumors start from the tiniest little tidbit of truth, and it doesn't have to be. A big truth. It can be the tiniest little truth, and then it just grows and snowballs. I mean, and it technically is. Because, I mean, Project Rainbow was a real project. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Project Rainbow was a real thing. I don't believe that this ship was included on that, but Project Rainbow was a real thing. And invisibility, technically, was a thing that they were working on. It was more like stealth. It wasn't invisibility it was invisibility on a radar but does it make a cool freaking story i mean it was it cool really enough does. they made a movie about it in like 1984 yeah i mean the, the it's a good story it really is i mean definitely would you know good movies plot um just not really real life plot it's, it's just like i said by now, there there would have been multiple people coming forward. There, there had to have been. If there were multiple witnesses, and especially if these people were going in, there's no way they would have kept their mouths. 
No. And that's the other thing. Well, well, maybe the government killed them. Well, why would they kill them and not kill the people who came forward about, you know, Roswell and all that stuff? Exactly. And these were, I mean, a lot of the people who came forward were people who were actually there and had proof. I mean, not too long ago, you know, they had that, you know, uh, government hearing where people, you know, the scientists or whoever was, who was directly involved with Roswell and Area 51 testified. So why wasn't he killed a long time? I mean, he's been vocal for many years. Well, and then you just did an episode on Skinwalker Ranch and all of the things and all the testing and stuff that they're doing out there. Mm -hmm. And are they exposing the whole thing? No, but they're exposing a lot of things that probably could be big. Not necessarily that it is, but it could be. And there could be things that, you know, the government might not want exposed. You never know. I mean, yeah, if you, and I highly recommend, you know, watching The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Like I said, it's a reality TV show, so obviously some of it could be faked. Uh, but it really goes dives deep into it, and, you know, it kind of shows that it even talks about a lot of the stuff that happened during the time that it was under government control. Uh, there's even people who worked on there, you know, worked, basically for the government or, you know, work on the ranch during that time. So, I mean, it's even that, you know, that, that technically wasn't even a government project, but it still was, you know, still had people coming forward with it. Exactly. Like somebody, in my opinion, would have had to have come out aside from that. Like I was all for the story until I really got into the uh, nitty gritty of it. The the details are just really lacking. There's so many little tiny details. Witnesses. Specific dates. Everything else. There's not enough. And uh, honestly, though, like the fact that it has dates and stuff like that. Uh, to me, that's almost like much. too much. Yeah. Because when you're doing, you know, especially when you're doing a big lie like that. No, that's kind of what it makes me think of. Because like whenever I lied to my parents when I was younger, I was like, okay, I need details. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's actually one of the easiest ways to, you know, kind of tell a lie is, you know, the more details that are included, the more likely that it's going to be a lie. Because you want, you know, our brains are designed that way to, when you're, you know, lying about something, you want extra details to kind of make, sell the lie. You know, that that really tracks, actually, now that I'm thinking of it, because any time I was young and I'd want to lie to my parents about something, it was like, okay, wait, I need a detail or two to near. And that's how no, parents usually that, found out that you were lying. Just that makes 100% sense. Even though it was always something so stupid. Like, looking back on it now, I'm like, why did I lie about that? That was dumb. So, and then, you know, on top of that, like, let, let's look at it like this. Now, think of something, let's say you saw, I don't know, you saw aliens land in Joplin. And you were told, hey, don't say anything to anybody. Keep it to yourself. Not even tell your family. Exactly. Now, you know, it's human nature. Unless 
I mean, I don't know. That's it's hard to say because, like, if I was completely threatened with my life, I don't know about. Eventually, if I was scared enough, it's hard to say. Bless you. Eventually, I mean, the fear of you know death is gonna obviously gonna be a deterrent for a while. But let's say you're on your deathbed. Yeah, that's true. If I'm on my deathbed, like I'm already gonna die. Exactly, and I mean, older you get, the might as well take me now. <laughs> older you get, the less you're gonna fear death anyway. So I mean, that only deters people for so long. That's true. You've got a point. Like, you know what? I'm already dying, so you might as well just take me now. Plus, I mean, have you ever like told your significant other or something a lie, and it just kind of eats at you? Not really. No. Not that it hasn't ate at you, or you haven't told a lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of scaring me now. <laughs> what? What do you want to know? The answer? Uh, no, I don't. If I tell lies, they're stupid and insignificant, so not really, it doesn't. All right. I mean, the bigger the lie, obviously, the more it's going to get you. And now you, you know, you're keeping the secret, so you're essentially lying from your, from your family. Um, and that's, just, I mean, that's going to eat at you. Psychologically speaking. If I kept speaking, a secret like that, it would. Yeah, and that's why that's why people end up, you know, telling their, you know, their secrets is because of stuff like that. I mean, that's fair. Cause like, if I think about it and it's, I'm going to go the completely opposite direction, but like when I get a really good gift for somebody, I cannot contain myself. I can't wait to find out the gift you got me for Christmas. I got you nothing. Absolutely nothing. Same thing Your as last gift year. <laughs> is the fact that we're working on, I'm going to gonna spoil it a little bit but we're working on a visual recording studio for you guys um where's my sensor button can't give out state secrets too bad we're we're working <laughs> on it i don't know when it will be a thing but we're working on it um so i don't know when it will be a thing it's in progress slowly but we're working on it so along um, with jordan ghost hunting and a few other projects yeah i'm more focused on the visual recording studio than the ghost hunting <laughs> Honestly, I'm more, I'm more focused on the I know the that you're hunting. more focused on the ghost hunting. I'm over here like, yeah, visual recording studio. That'll be great. Matt's like, ghost hunting. I'm pretty sure she brought up the visual studio just so she could try to get my mind off the ghost hunting. Yeah, that was a solid point. I what? don't... I still don't want to go. It's so cold. What she doesn't realize is that I can focus on multiple things at once. And I just don't want to do it. But anyway, my, my point was that, like, if I have a legit, like, secret that I'm keeping for somebody, like, I got a really good gift for somebody last year, and I think I gave it to them, like, a week early, because I couldn't hold it in. Not that it's quite the same thing. It's not. It's the same idea. And... But it's the same idea, because I was just so excited, and I, I couldn't hold that crap. I mean, people are... People are social animals. They are not really meant to keep secrets like that. Um, you know, and it, it plays, it really does play a toll on your mental health to keep in secrets like that. Yeah. Um, we know that. I mean, there's been so much research on it and it's it basically accepted right now that, you know, keeping secrets is bad. So you're telling me that- As much as I want to believe. 
I, I, I don't know. If, if I more... believe something probably. I mean, I, I believe that this guy, you know, possibly saw something have to do with Project Rainbow. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I don't think it's as grand. I mean, I definitely think he embellished a lot on this. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, this one is just... If there was more than one person coming forward, it would be... I'd, I'd give it another chance. But the fact that it's only been one in, you know... And honestly, at this point, even if it was true, we'll never know because, I mean, pretty much everybody... Exactly. It's such old enough that left. I mean, yeah, there's, there's probably still some people left from around then, but not a whole lot. Because, I mean, you know, if you were 20, 20 in the 40s, you know, you're pushing 100 right now. So, um, I mean, so yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, unless the government comes out and says, hey, this is true, you know, we're going to release everything from that. It just, I don't think it is. One person, only one account has ever been released. It's too unrealistic. It's honestly, a little bit of a relief to me because at least like, and I know this sounds horrible, but at least a lot of people weren't few. Because like, to me, that just sounds so If you're going to die that way, that just sounds like a horrible, horrible way to go. Cause like, how, how would you even get out of that? Like, you're gonna have to die. You know, this brings up the, the thought of, you know, like everybody talks about how, um, like brings up- Stop stepping away from the microphone. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it kind of brings up the thought experiment of, you know, how would you want to die? What would be the- Not that way. But I mean, it's such a weird, weird, like, thought to get into. Like, truly, honestly, does anybody want to die either way? You know, anyway? I mean, yeah, but not being fused to a ship and then probably being put to your death because, I mean, if you're fused to a ship and part of your body is literally in the ship, like... Granted, that'd be almost an instantaneous death, so... No, like, what if your arm was just in the ship? At that point, you're gonna, your, your arm's gonna have to be cut off. I mean, you're gonna either have your arm severed and maybe like, or like, what if you were like but the, half above one level and half not? Like, you're I gonna mean, die at that. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you know, like the submarine thing. You know how they died instantly. Yeah, the Titan submersible. Yeah, uh, that would honestly be an okay way to go. See, for me, that'd be the worst way to go. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm weird. Like, I would not want to instantly die. Like, I would want to know that I'm dying. Uh, no thanks. No, I would rather just be, like, gone. See, and that's, that's just the way, like, I feel like if I just died instantly, I'd become a ghost just because I wouldn't know that I was dead. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, what is happening? <laughs> Wait a minute. And for my luck, I'd like die instantly at work and then I'd just be stuck in this endless loop of coming into work. Fred. Maybe, maybe Fred is someone that died in the office or so died on that land. I don't know. Maybe he's stuck in the endless loop where he's just come into work every day. Oh, well, it would be all too. True. 
still doesn't, regardless of how many times. You can slam a door and answer a phone. For I just and for those of you who are questioning me, <laughs> yeah. I literally have yelled that at him several times, and he has yet to answer a phone. But he will slam the doors downstairs. No, There's... no, he'll slam the doors, but he won't answer the phone. There's so many people who have no idea what you're talking about. We have a ghost at work, <laughs> and his name is. He'll slam the doors downstairs, but no, he will not. Freaking phone. Not scared. Yes, she is. I'm not scared of Fred. <laughs> not a Fred. I was for a hot second when you saw him. But then we made friends, and I'm not scared of him anymore. Wait, your time's coming. I'm you, sure my time probably is coming. You're probably he, right. He's gathered enough energy, so now you're going to be the next one to see him. Probably, but I'm friends with Fred. We're friends. We're buddies. I treat him like a colleague. You yelled at him for coming up the elevator. Well, I did because he scared me. And he came up the elevator and it was weird. We were just sitting upstairs and the elevator's just like, Poop, I'm going to come up myself. And it was just like, excuse me, what are you doing? Anyway. 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 Philadelphia experiment. Experiment probably didn't happen at least the way that they're talking about. i have to agree with you i think if it happened it was not of this magnitude i think it was a completely separate thing that was made bigger than what it actually was but it's a really cool story it really does i mean it definitely would be a good book would be a good movie it was a movie mm. Movies back then kind of sucked. They did. I think somebody probably should about it. Cool. Specialist. And don't get me wrong, there were some older movies that are really good. Jurassic Park. Best special. Ghostbusters. Jumanji. I mean, I know that was in the 90s, but still. Good ones. I know. And but then there's other movies that just like, hmm. Like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the, not the very, or not the like the one in the 50s or whatever, the very original one. It's not very good. Um, of course, a lot of that has to do with the, you know, the time period. Special effects. Well, not, not only that, but like the willingness of the how far they go. Uh, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, like stuff from the 80s, you know, when they were really pushing the lines and blurring the lines are just stuff that happens every day in movies now. <laughs> That's true. Now we're like, you know what? We'll take it a step further. And we're okay with that. I mean, we're, ta we're talking about the days in like TV shows when married couples could not be seen in the same bed together. <laughs> like I love Lucy. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got a point. Now we're like, that's nah, fine. <laughs> fine. We'll we'll imply sex on television. It's no big deal. She has a baby, but they never sleep in the same bed. It's implied. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've completely gone off course again, <laughs> thank you all for listening again to all things mysterious like follow and comment for more content and follow our link tree below for all of our social media as always we keep you guessing <laughs>